All right, welcome back to the iWealth Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Q4 2023. I'm with Sean Pomeroy, and Sean's an investment advisor, a great investment advisor in Waseca, Minnesota, and our um, iWealth team. And uh, Sean, we talk a lot about you know what happened last year when it comes to markets and things like that. But there's so much negative press out there when you pick up the newspaper or turn on the TV that I found this list of positive things in 2023 that I hope are true. I hope I haven't been duped by AI. I did get it from a source that I think is reliable. So just take it as a grain of salt thought, grain of salt. But I want to just read through this with you because I thought it's kind of cool. So positive things, positive, positive things. things. Yes. For 2023. So last year, 2.1 billion people gained access to clean drinking water. 90% of people in the world have electricity. That's crazy to think because you just think about other third world countries. Child mortality is at an all-time low. A white rhino returns to the Congo. Didn't know that, they didn't even know anything about a white rhino. New malaria vaccine was approved. U.S. cancer death rates are down 33% since 1991. And to me, that, that's the number one thing that struck me because on my prayer list, there's like six people and they all have dealing with cancer right yep. now. So, yeah, cancer rates, cancer death rates down 33% since 1991. Brain implant helped a paralyzed man walk. Wild tiger numbers increase in India and Bruan. China reopened borders after three years. World largest solar farm activated in Saudi Arabia. Makes sense to probably have some sun over there. Nuclear fusion breakthrough in U.S. Scientists discover plastic eating microbes. Not sure how that exactly applies. But Take the maybe, bottles out of the ocean. Maybe, maybe so. And then the first asteroid samples returned from an asteroid 60 miles away in 2023. So... Those are all positive things. Again, you can check my facts on that. They could be wrong, but those are, those are what I th- I'd come up with. But I thought it was kind of interesting just to, just to set it on a positive note. Also on a positive note is the market. I mean, the market was up last year. Mm-hmm. Coming off of 2022, I mean, 2022, I don't remember the numbers, but we were negative, negative numbers both in bonds and stocks, weren't we? Yeah, and that was the surprising thing, I think, to a lot of people, was in both areas, bonds and stocks. Yeah, 1976, worst year in bonds, in 2022. Mm -hmm. In 2023, we had a reversal. We had the Dow was up, um, for the last quarter of 2023, the Dow was up 12. That's 30 stocks. The S&P 500, 500 stocks, was up 11. And the NASDAQ was up 13 over the last quarter. Year-to-date, technology stocks were up 57%. So last year, tech ruled the roost. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's value stocks and there's growth stocks. How do you explain that to clients, the difference between those two? Growth, that company's plowing every resource they have, whether it's uh, the money they make or the people they have, into expanding. You know, whether that's their footprint, whether that's their amount of sales, they're expanding. Mm-hmm. Value stocks... Uh, in some cases have that connotation of that they're down, they're beat up, uh, they're at a lower price. Um, I look at it a little differently. I look at that as it's a, it's a continuous value. It's, a, um, it's the everyday low price item, the thing that just kind of trucks along, pays its dividends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's maybe, uh, again, instead of 
putting all effort on growth. It's putting more effort on just sustaining sustaining itself. Mm-hmm. And if they're paying a dividend, they're making money. Correct. Some of these growth stocks aren't making money, but their stocks are going up. And mm-hmm. so those growth stocks were up 57. And you and I have been around long enough to know that things rotate. Value will be back in vogue at some point. Yeah. But growth, growth had its day again last year. Um, but what's really interesting is if you look at the equal weight of the S&P 500, it's just 13% not 57%. Small stocks were up 17% at a great year last year, and gold was up 7%. The Fed, let's talk about the Fed for a second. Um, We've seen historical amount of raises, Mm -hmm. and they had a pivot. Roughly this fall? Yeah, I'd say at least more conversation from the Fed getting us ready to hear the idea that they might pause. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were starting to interject more of that uh, comment into it. And of course, let's call it the markets leap right to what happens after a pause. Got to drop. Right. right. Maybe a little soon. The Fed's telling us, you know, don't count it yet. Right. Right. We're not done yet. So, And I think somewhere around five to six rates cuts is what the, what the market has built in for the Fed. And what do you think about that, Sean? I think that that's probably aggressive. I, I don't, uh, you know, personally, when I go to buy something, I'm not seeing prices down. Maybe they just stay level. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that necessarily equates the Fed lowering rates to try and give me more money to go out and buy more stuff. I yeah. think it's. I think it's a little over overkill on what. The yeah, some is. of the economists that we follow are um, are predicting that they, they think that the market might be a little ahead of itself on how many cuts. They definitely think cuts are coming next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but but, you know, maybe it's three or four and not five or six. I guess yep. you and I we'll don't get to know. five or six sooner or later. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And you and I don't know that either. We're just, yeah. you know, but um, but so we'll see. And if that means they're too optimistic, that also then bleeds into a couple of the people that we follow think that a recession could happen q1 of this year but they're also saying that it could be a blip right the recession they don't think is going to be all that hard um, when when it comes to this year so you know we'll see where that goes and if that materializes but we had a really big run up to the end of the year and then the first week of this year we saw negatives do you want to you got a theory around that or some thoughts around the yeah, I do. I, I was kind of watching the, the last week of December and waiting for a shoe to fall, you know, waiting for a whole bunch of gains to be taken off the table and, and maybe, uh, you know, not a correction, but at least a, a stop and think moment. It didn't happen. We sailed through. Maybe everybody was down on vacation and, <laughs> and forgot about it. You hit that first week of the year, and I think some of those uh, people were maybe putting off some of those sales. Yeah. They didn't want to take the gains in 2023. You roll them over into 2024, and you and you take your RMD right away, or you or you you know uh, maybe take that uh, that taxable gain early because you got the whole rest of the year to kind of work it out if you need to. Yeah, and I think you know the other thing is is just the rebalancing of 401ks. Correct. And these target date funds and things like that. I think as those things rebalance, I think, you know, you also have some natural built-in sales that happen. And so I think, you know, as we sit here today, I think the market's pretty flat 
I think we've, you know, it's been down, but then back up again. Year to date, it's been flat. Um, one of the biggest things that stand out, and I've, you and I have seen these through the years too, but they, they're now called the Magnificent Seven. There used to be a name for like five tech companies. Now they're Magnificent Seven, right? So Fang. Fang, Fang yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Five, that, yeah, yeah, that was the yeah. five. So now these Magnificent Seven, when you take a look at how expensive they are. So the, they led a lot of the S&P return last year. Like if you take them out, the S&P was, was up, but it wasn't up as near as much when right. you take those seven stocks out. And so the price to earnings ratio, that means how expensive stocks are. <clears throat> the way I always look at this is if, if you had a grocery store and a grocery store made $100,000 of profit this year, and you were going to buy the grocery store, you're going to walk in and you were going to buy it and operate it, what would you pay for that grocery store? And historically, the market is around 15, 14 or 15 times. So you'd pay 1.4, 1.5 million for the grocery store to get that $100,000 of profit. Well, the S&P 500 with the Magnificent, magnificent 7, uh, tongue twister, they're a 20. So it's a $2 million buy now to get that 100000 and if you cut them out, the rest of the S&P 500 is at a 16, which is more in line, but those ratios are getting up, up there a little bit, which means that stocks could be a little bit expensive right now. Would you agree with that? I would. Yep. Yeah. On the other hand, um, they've got momentum. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're on the top of everybody's list of things they're watching and... You know, so it, it would it would continue to appear that expensive is relative to how many people still want to buy it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, one last thing when it comes to you know price to earnings ratios and things, I go back to the Fed, and we got to be careful what we wish for. So everybody's been waiting for the Fed to stop raising rates, mm -hmm. and in order to stop raising rates and start cutting, there has to be bad news for them to for them to take you know, three, four, five cuts next year, that has to be bad news, which hence maybe a recession dips mm -hmm. in here in the first quarter yep. and they do some cutting. So we got to be careful for what we ask for. But I think in summary, Sean, you know, last year was a really good year when you take a look at, at a diversified portfolio. And I think going forward in 2024, more than ever, diversification is going to be key. Value growth, large cap, small cap, international, domestic, those type of things. And, uh, and I know that we have some great money managers that we use that help put together the portfolios as well. But um, I hope everybody has is, is enjoyed and had a great Christmas and a happy holiday. And um, just wanted to give you some insight from Sean and I today about where we think the market is maybe heading and how it also turned out last, last quarter. So any parting thoughts that you have for the clients, Sean? Stay safe and stay well. Yeah. Amen to that. So thank you guys so much. It's great to see you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. We're all here to help take care of you.